We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And our problems with DK and one, do you think that Bryce Underwood sticks at LSU? It's a long way to go until signing day. And I don't know the details of his recruitment, but I have to think it was a business decision. Well, I think it kind of goes back to what you just pointed out, Sean. He just watched a kid with a somewhat similar skill set to him go to LSU and produce that. Plus, LSU's given him a big financial package. But there are other schools offering him a big financial package he said no to. But he watched. He's a he's a kid that's a good, a, a really good passer, but can also run. And he watched the LSU just had the Heisman Trophy winner, and that came four years after another Heisman Trophy winner, who was the number one overall draft pick Thanks. and won a championship. Right. So, Thanks. so if Notre Dame had Joe Burrow in 2019 and Jaden Daniels in 2023, they would have had a much better shot to land Bryce Underwood because mm-hmm. of the track record. And, and let's let's not pretend like money wasn't a part of this. Let's not act like it wasn't. But I don't think it was the only reason. I think Bryce is a smart enough kid to understand, yeah, I'm going to take a good payday. I'm going to get a good payday because I have a lot of people offering it to me. But I'm still going to be smart enough to go somewhere that I think can develop my ability. Mm-hmm. I don't think LSU is going to have that same presence there because I'm from some things I've heard about Joe Sloan, I'm not overly thrilled about I think I think Mike Denbrock had a lot more to do with that quarterback development than maybe some people give credit for. And I'll I'm sure I don't you know, know if Ryan has shared some of those things with you. Some as people well. try to like, you know, take pull the right. rug out from under Denbrock when yeah. he left, trying no. to make it seem like right. Sloan was the right. one that really was working with that Jaden Daniels. And yeah. But to your point, and this is true for Notre Dame's top commitments and everybody's top commitments, it is a long way away from signing day. Mm-hmm. We are eleven, we are 10, 11 and a half months away from signing day. So yeah, that's gonna be a tough one. Can they hold on to it? We'll find out. We'll find out because once teams, once the quarterback field starts to narrow, like George McIntyre makes his decision and some other top guys make theirs, and these big time schools are left without that kind of guy, then you start seeing some financial offers get ramped up. And that's when you see guys come in because Jaden Rashada was committed to, to Miami for a Miami while. For a long while. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he went from Florida to there. I mean, he, no, it was, it was Florida. Wait, Florida. Which one was it? Florida, Florida to Miami, Miami right. to Arizona State. Right. So these things change quickly. I mean, Dante Moore was all Notre Dame for months, 
and then all Oregon for months, and all of a sudden, boom, just like that, it's UCLA. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a, a battle. Now, do I think LSU has a chance to hang on to him? Of course, because of the track record of success. And I don't think Bryce is just going to be a kid that's just going to t- – from what I know of him, and it's not a lot, I don't – I've never been told he's a kid that's just going to – like Jaden Rashad had never hid the fact he was going to go for the biggest payout. Mm-hmm. He, he, he never shied away from that. I think Bryce is looking for the right combination of the two which is what I think Dante wanted, although I don't know that that's what his dad wanted. you know. And so I think Bryce is, is picked LSU because it's a combination of I'm getting a really good financial package, even if it maybe isn't the top financial package. But who right now, with all due respect to Lincoln Riley, what school can say right now within the last five years, which is the time frame that matters most to these young men, can say that they have a better track record of producing quarterbacks than LSU right now? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, maybe Alabama. Ohio State, but Alabama. Alabama, Alabama, maybe. But like, I don't think kids look at Mac Jones and be like, I want to be the next Mac Jones. No, like, I'm just saying, I to mean, a degree, Bryce Young, you know, maybe. But here's here's the thing, though. Like, Joe Burrow to me is doing it in the NFL. Bryce isn't. Mac Jones isn't. Tua, uh, Bryce, didn't, is, uh, Bryce right? didn't walk in with two all pros. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not knocking him, but I mean, that's what matters to these kids, right? They're watching Joe. Now, of course, Joe Burrow. Got I'm hurt. just saying, Bryce, I said that because they had a run of pretty su- successful quarterbacks up until sure Jalen Milrow. Like, they totally changed the view of quarterbacks at Alabama for sure. like. It's a five-year run, five to six-year run. Yeah, because you had Tua in 18 and 19, Mac Jones in 20. Yeah, well, it went from Jalen to Tua, Tua to right. Mac. I don't, I don't Mac know that a lot of kids ne- – again, we're talking about 16, 17-year-olds who were 10, 11 years old when Jalen Hurts was at Alabama. Right. 
I think most kids that are 16, 17, 18 years old probably look at Jalen Hurts as more of an Oklahoma guy than a Bama guy. And mm-hmm. that's that's who we're talking about here is, is how young people are going to perceive it. But two of the last five years, LSU has had the best offense in college football driven by a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Because there's thing, Tua never won a Heisman. Mac Jones never won a Heisman. Bryce did, but then Bryce mm-hmm. never won a championship like Joe mm-hmm. Burrow did. So again, Alabama's probably the only school that can even compete and be in this conversation. Maybe Ohio State, but I don't know that Justin Fields was necessarily a guy that in college – carried the same reputation that guys like Joe Burrow and Jaden Daniels did, right? They kind of masked. And and I think the thing that hurt Justin Fields too is the COVID year hurt his chance to put up the kind of numbers he He did the year before. His year before he threw 41 touchdowns, had three picks. He only played eight games next year. And that kind of hurt his ability to kind of, to have the kind of success that, that a Joe Burrow, because I mean, Joe Burrow had one good year at LSU. That's it. Jaden Daniels had one great one great year, excuse me. Jaden Daniels had one great year at LSU, but they won Heisman's and the, and they got all this, you know, they built that up. Where, you know, I, I Michigan can't compete with that. I mean, Michigan's been a better team yeah. the last three years in LSU. I'm close, but if you're a quarterback, you're going to look at Michigan and look at LSU and be like, why the heck would I pick Michigan? Because I can elevate my team to a championship. Like Joe Burrow did. I mean, that's, that's the kind of confidence you're, if you're a kid like Bryce Underwood, you're going to have. Where, and I'm going to put up numbers and do all this, where Michigan's not giving me much of a financial package. And what am I going to go? I mean, the worst thing that happened to Michigan from a recruiting quarterback standpoint is the fact that they proved they can play a top 10 team on the road and not throw one time in the second half and win. Yeah. Like that, that is the worst selling point for trying to, to recruit quarterbacks. We don't need you. Yeah. You're a game, you're you're a product of where LSU is like we need an elite quarterback. Alabama, we need a big time quarterback. We need at USC a big time quarterback, right? Uh, Michigan doesn't. I'll just have you yeah. hand off all day. I mean, literally, their quote unquote first round Heisman contending quarterback went six of eight in a game that they won on the road against a team ranked in the top ten. Six of eight, and they won. That doesn't happen at all. Could you imagine how bad LSU would have got beat by any good team if they took the game plan Michigan used against Penn State and put it into any big game they played in this year? Like they don't. Could you imagine what the Bama score would have been if they'd have tried that? Where Jalen Jaden Daniels doesn't throw a single pass in the second half and just hands off the entire second half? It wouldn't have gone very well. There's they're not. I mean, they didn't sniff the playoffs with Jaden Daniels doing what he did. Yeah. So it would have it would have not been good because they don't have Michigan's defense. They don't have Michigan, you know, offensive line. It would have not been good. I guess it, man. Since you said the kids would probably remember Jalen at Oklahoma. I mean Baker, Kyler. Yeah, but again, Jaylen, those guys were all before that. No, I'm just saying, like, right? Because this goes back to the premise of dude. It has nothing to do with the current coach, current staff. Kids can Google. Right. Last three quarterbacks, sure, at this place at Oklahoma. Right. Last three quarterbacks, they can get on YouTube. Like the last three highlights. quarterbacks at Oklahoma are like Tanner Mordecai, Dylan Gabriel, and then Jalen Hurts. No, right? I'm just saying, like, like, not right at this moment, I, but I'm I get just what saying you're in general, I get what you're saying. You know, I just having, having like when you talk to these kids, what you'll find is like you and I, Sean, because we're older, we have much longer track, we're still thinking about Josh Heupel, talk about Oklahoma. These kids have no idea that Josh Heupel played at Oklahoma. They weren't even born then. That's, so like a kid who's 16 now, who's a junior in college, 
he doesn't remember Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. He he remembers he knows Baker Mayfield in the, as an NFL player, mm-hmm. right? That that's my thing. Kyler Murray was a one year guy. That that was five six years ago. So if you're 16 now, you're 10 11 there. You weren't locked in like you are now. You were locked in on your favorite team. So the only way that would have mattered is if you grew up an Oklahoma fan, right? Like I can tell you anything you need to know about 1988 Notre Dame, and I can tell you anything I, I need you need to know about 1988 Barry Sanders. Because I remember the team, I remember my favorite team, and I remember the best player in the country. I couldn't tell you a lot about a lot of other teams when I was 10, but I can tell you about my team. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of the way I look at it. So when you look at teams like, I mean, even Joe Burrow's getting to the point now where it's like, in a couple years, that's going to be a lot less relevant. Because that's just the reality of dealing with young people. It's like, their their depth, their their time of frame of reference is going to be like you and I remember quarterbacks from 20 years ago. These kids haven't even been alive for 20 years. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I look at it is, is why that matters. And, but Bama's a good, Bama's a good argument because of two, even if you just go to a Mac and Bryce, they're going to remember Mac and Bryce for sure. And probably to a, cause two is 2019, same year as Joe Burrow. Yeah. Right. And and they might remember maybe Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, but then they're gonna also remember, okay, but you had Bryce and you know, I mean you had uh Dylan Gabriel and Tanner Mordecai and it hasn't been as good the last few years. And then you just have kind of like it does, you know what? Kids ten years from now with no Notre Dame as an offensive line school. Yeah. That yeah. goes all the way back to Lou Holtz. Like it's just certain things like USC will always be known as a quarterback school. Mm-hmm. They just they just will. They'll have dips. Well, you're like, okay, they haven't had a quarterback, a decent quarterback. They already do. Miami is known as a defensive back linebacker school. Like, dude, the Tyreek Stevenson was drafted in the first round by the Bears. And it's like, who? What? And then the kid is pretty good. Right. But once again, that's something to add on to the legacy of defensive backs coming out of Miami. It's just certain tags. I think for a long time, linebacker at Ohio State. Was a tag. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's certain positions that you'll always have. I think USC also was like an old line school for a long time. Right. Right. So. Yeah, there's certain tags that are like universal and just kind of like stay with schools, and then others are like, yo, what have you done lately? Right. You know, right. and I think Notre Dame is trying to add that. You know, what have to. we done lately? Yeah, yeah you know, they they're need trying to. to add that at defensive back, wide receiver, quarterback, because tight end and old line are always going to be right. What's well, like like and like linebacker, and it's got to be some. It's got to be consistent. No team mm-hmm. has had more Butkus Award winners in college football in the last twelve years than Notre Dame. Nobody. They have three, but they didn't do it consistently, mm-hmm. and that's that's an issue, right? Is like you can't have Jalen Smith one year and then you know you know Manti, but then he's surrounded by Dan Fox and Prince Shimbo and Kerry Neal, who are you know, nice players. Carlo mm-hmm. Calabrese, you know, where Bama's got three linebackers and they're all getting drafted in the first two days of the draft. Mm-hmm. You have that one guy and then there's this huge drop-off. It's like Jeremiah Usukormo is an elite player, but then who was next to him? Drew White, Shane Simon, you know, Osmar Bilal, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that that's – there's all types of things that factor into it, to your point, Sean, is it's that level of doing it consistently. 
You look at that Ohio State secondary in 2015, like they all got drafted. Backups <laughs> turned into first round draft pick. We talked, you and I, you know, we're old to talk about that 02, 01, and 01 Miami team. Like you had DBs that were not even starters on that 01 and 02 teams that became first round draft picks. Like it's just it's insane. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where Notre Dame's got to get to in several positions because the draft still matters to these kids. Like Notre Dame is definitely taking steps towards fixing these this perception with the results on the field. But at the end of the day, you need that final piece of NFL draft because it's not it's not that these these kids care that Notre Dame's had great offensive lines. It's that they look at Notre Dame and they're putting these kids in the NFL all the time. And there was like three, four recently, three years ago, you had three first team all pro offensive linemen all from Notre Dame. It was nuts. First or second team all pro linemen because Ronnie was first or second team, Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson. Nobody else is doing that. No. Right. That's that's good. Some of these questions that are coming down to Pike are really sparking some. When you're good watching like playoff teams and all you see. Last night, I'm looking at Liam play, protecting Tua. You know, <laughs> you know, that look up, and there's Ronnie protecting mm-hmm. the backup. Like Lamar didn't even play; he's protecting the backup, right? And you go to somebody else, you know, out there, uh, Banks out there with Purdy and the 49ers. It's like you look all over the place. Quinn Nelson. Saturday night. What didn't didn't uh, Robert Robert Hainsey start this year as well? I think so. Yeah, for the Bucks. You know, so they yeah they made the playoffs. It's like you just see Notre Dame offensive linemen. Mike McGlinchey with the Broncos. McGlinchey with the yeah. Broncos. You see guys successful all over the place. Patterson, Jerry Patterson was a big surprise for the Houston Texans. Was they were he? Like, oh man, did he start for him this year? He played some games for That's them. That's good. But you know, he you know, Patterson kind of leveled off right towards the end of his college career, and he went to camp and he impressed. It's like, yo, that's because if you go to Notre Dame, it's almost like you're going to become a really solid, solid player or become an elite player. At worst, when you get to the NFL, you're going to be able to play. Right? Sam Mustafer started for the Bears for like a year and a half yeah. <laughs> at center. So the place just has is something about each institution that they just have an ability to produce. Well, it's like Iowa. Oh man! In the like, why? Why do like to me? If you look at the college success, there's no debate between Iowa and Notre Dame as far as tight end. There's no conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you, but the reason Iowa's in it is because Iowa's had a lot more NFL success with their tight ends mm-hmm. for different reasons. You know, Tyler Eifert was on the verge of blowing up, but in injuries just kind of derailed his career. You know, some of these other, you know, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph was a good player, but he wasn't, he wasn't what George Kittles has been for mm-hmm. the Niners. Right. I mean, that, that's the reality of it is they, they've had more guys that have produced in the NFL and, and why is Notre Dame to me considered O-line you? It's not just the draft picks. It's these guys have gone to the NFL and produced, and that's going to be a big key. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last couple questions, Sean, and we got to get out of here because uh, I got a couple. We got a couple things we got to get done here before some some things happen at five o'clock that I want to get here. Here's an interesting question that I saw. 
Iris Blooded, thank you for the mailbag. Harder to do as a head coach win the college championship at a standard top 25 team or win the Super Bowl? Win the win a championship at a standard top 25 team. Look, it's the way that the way the there's so much pair in the NFL, Sean. If you have one good draft and one good offseason, you can go from being terrible to a 11 and 6, 12 and 12 and 5 team like the Lions. If mm-hmm. you just you can because you can go, I mean, it's so much harder now and, and you get. A higher percent because there's things say, well, the, the same number of teams are going to be in the NFL playoffs as in college football. Yeah, but that's over a third of the NFL teams are in the playoff. Not even 10% of college football teams are in the playoff. So it's, 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 there's just a lot more. It's a lot harder. I still feel like in a place like Wisconsin, it's going to be much harder for them to win a national championship for football than it is for the Detroit Lions to do, you know, have a good couple good draft classes and sign some free agents. And mm-hmm. and win the Super Bowl, yeah. In my opinion, it's just it's easier. It's just it's easier to do that in the NFL than it is when you think of standard top twenty five team. Yeah, you know, because like I don't consider Washington a quote unquote standard top twenty five team. They're they're a team that's been a powerhouse in the past, and you know, and those type of things. But you know, I, I'll say this: this my answer could change in the twelve team playoff because you could just get that team that has that right dynamic and they just finish the year on a strong note where you're like, man, that, that team was like 10 or 11 all year, but they got in the playoff and they were hot and they had some matchups that were favorable and they went and won a championship. It's, it's a little bit more doable in college football now when they expanded to 12, but think about the percentage of teams this year, there was 133 teams in college football. Four of them had a chance to play for a championship. That's Oh, that's 3%. Yeah. Where there's 32 teams in the NFL, right? Don't 12 make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Is it 12 still? Yeah. So that's no, 14. 14. Is it 14 hey, now? Seven C seven teams. Okay. So Get 14 now. now. That's 44% of the teams in the NFL make the postseason. And if you get hot, you can win it. I mean, we've seen like the Cardinals that one year were nine and seven when all the Super Bowl and almost won. The Giants one year, I think, didn't they go nine and seven the second time they beat the Patriots? Oh, they, 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 and the then, wild card teams have won a Super Bowl throughout the history. Right. Like so the Giants beat the, the the best New England Patriots offense ever with Tom Brady, right? As a wild card team, so. fifteen and one team exactly. Yeah. And so, one didn't they go sixteen and zero that year? No, was they got sixteen and zero. Their only loss was the Super Bowl. Was the Super Bowl right? It's just in college football, that's not happening. No. There's nobody was beat 19 LSU. Nobody. It just you you just don't have not a, a pair. Not a not a 12 or 11 seed. That's like paramount no. to like a 12 or 11 seed. The only team that had a chance to beat them that year was Alabama and LSU in Clemson. Those are the in only Clemson. teams that had a chance. Alabama made it close at the end, but it, it was like 30 to 13. At Clemson half. actually controlled the first, first half, quarter and yeah. a half. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, then but even then, right before they just—it's one thing to slow them down for because they kept when they just kept playing a field position game early on. But eventually, mm-hmm. that team was going to do something. Mm-hmm. It—it's not. I mean, to your point, Sean, sixteen and zero Patriots with the one of the greatest receivers ever, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, one of the greatest tight ends ever. They went out and and sixteen and zero won all their playoff games, and then they go out there and get beat by a team that went, what, like 11 and 5, 10 it was and 6, crazy something because like that. I'll never forget during the uh, press conferences, I believe it was Michael Strahan was like, yeah, you know, our goal is to hold them to 17 points. And somebody ran and told Tom Brady and he laughed. Mm-hmm. And I think they scored 14. 
Yeah, it was <laughs> it was it was low scoring. Yeah, the final it was like score seventeen was, to fourteen, was it? Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Twenty one seventeen or something like that. Yeah, it was low scoring. Um, let me see Super Bowl. It was seventeen to fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't even get to seventeen, and that just goes to show you, man. Football is the NFL. Like right now, right? Everybody, do you understand how hot Patrick Mahomes can get in the playoffs? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, if his players, if his receivers start catching the ball for like two straight weeks, now you're talking about a totally different offense. Right. Right. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Will right. it will it happen? I'll probably bet against it if I had to. But I mean, yo, you're talking about the best quarterback in football. Like he and and by to your point, that that Giants team that won the Super Bowl against the 16 0 pa- uh, uh, Patriots. They were a wild card team. They lost twice yeah, to the what, Cowboys I mean. that year. Yeah, I mean, so I think so, the Redskins have won as a wild card. I know the Raiders have won it as a wild card. Uh, wild card teams have won Super Bowls, yeah, forever. I mean, it's it's something that happens like at least once every five six years. So it's yeah. like you could literally, and the wild card now is so crazy because you have wild card teams that have 10, 11 wins now. It's not mm-hmm. like the wild card is like eight and eight. Yeah. You know, you might go eight and nine or, you know, but now you have some dangerous wild card teams. Like, yo, the Philadelphia Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl last year, are a wild card team. Yeah. Yep. Last question, Sean, I want to get to here and then we're going to wrap up. So let's get to this question right here from Throwing Hands Irish. I like that one. Is Ashton Craig better than Zeke Carell or is he just a younger player of the same caliber? Well, I, I here's the thing. We, there's two Zeke Carells. There's a Zeke Carell that Free came injury. to Notre Dame before like three or four really big injuries, and then there's mm-hmm. a Zeke Carell that we saw the last two years, which was more about you know toughness and leverage and smarts. You know that's part of the game. Ashton Craig is to me right now more physically talented than what Zeke Carell is, and honestly, Ashton always had a higher ceiling than Zeke because Zeke was always going to be short mm-hmm. and a little short armed and a little undersized, you know, Zeke was always going to have that as an issue, even before the injuries where Ashton is taller, longer, has the better frame, similar yeah. athleticism. Cause Zeke was a very athletic kid coming into high school. That's where the injuries, the knee injuries, the back stuff like that kind of slowed him down. He wasn't quite as, and that's always an issue with a kid like him is, can he put on the weight and maintain that athleticism? That was my big thing on Trevor Ruland. Trevor Ruland had some of the best high school film I've seen from an offensive lineman. He was a destructive player in high school. But the question was always, can he get to 300 pounds and still be that athletic? And he couldn't. He got real tight. Some guys, Joe Alt, put on that weight even more than I thought and was even more athletic in college than he was in high school. Just everybody's different. But to me, Ashton has a higher ceiling because Ashton always had the bigger frame. Even though he was like 275 when he signed, he always had that bigger frame. Where you're like, you just knew getting to 300 was going to be easy for him. Yeah. Where with Zeke, it was like, okay, can he's shorter frame, narrow, you know, more bulky. You know, he was already kind of bulky at his age. Could he put on 30 pounds and it be good weight? And 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 he had some issues with a little bit of issues with that. Like Zeke probably should have been 295. 290. He probably should yeah. have been a little lighter and then keep that quickness and all. But then he had to, but then it's like, but can he hold up at 290, 295? That's always kind of the question. Well, I mean, dude, we're watching a 288 center 
for the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line play against right. Michigan tonight. That right. kid's like 288, and he's held up. Right. Because so, it, and Emil Wagner can't yet because, yeah. again, it's a, it, there's a lot of things go into it. Emil Wagner's not yeah. that much lighter than Robert Hainsey was at Notre Dame. No, that's it's a just, good point. It's a, it's a different body type. It's Some yeah. guys can hold up. Mike Golick was over 300 pounds. Mike Golick Jr. is over 300 pounds in Notre Dame. But he couldn't play like a 300-pounder. He couldn't play like – I mean, his weight's not a whole lot different than Billy Shrout's weight right now. But Billy can strike differently than Mike because look what happened when Mike stopped playing. Mealy mm-hmm. lost a ton Shrout. of weight. Yeah. Right. Because it wasn't natural. And so, again, that's not a shot of Mike Gold Jr. I mean, props to him for becoming a starter on a team to play for national championship like that. But the point is, even though he was 6'4", 305 or whatever, he didn't play like Zach Martin, who was 6'4", 305. Right. Different – their body – so it's not just the, the weight. It's your natural power. Can you carry that weight? Can you move? Can you make – Zach Martin was able to put on 30 pounds in Notre Dame and get more explosive and more – you know, and all those things, and other guys can't. And that's what it boils down to for me. And so Ashton, to me, is just a naturally more gifted player. Hopefully he doesn't have to deal with the injuries that Zeke dealt with. Zeke was a much more solid player than fans, I think, give him credit for, especially under Coach Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But he he did have some limitations because of the injuries. Took away some of the just the lower body quickness and power that he had as a younger player, in my opinion. And he had a little bit of trouble. I think they just I just felt they put a little bit too much weight on to Zeke, in my opinion. But he was a good football player. Ashton has a chance to be a really good football player when it's all said and done. So so I do think he is he is a younger player of a higher caliber than what yeah. we saw the last couple of years from Zeke Corral. Yeah. Because Josh that's... Lug went through this too, right, Sean? I mean, Josh yes. Lug had some really bad back injuries that just kept him from being if Josh Lug was healthy, yeah. Josh Lug would have been. I think he would have been a really good NFL yeah. player. Because you go back and watch him in 19 yeah. when he was young and he didn't quite have the injuries hadn't set in yet. Because remember, he stepped in that year. I forget who was injured. But Josh stepped in late in the year and was like, it was, pretty, oh, it was, uh, it was when Robert Hainsey got hurt. Robert Hainsey, yeah. Yeah, and then Josh stepped in. You're like, dude, he's, he's pretty, pretty, good player. pretty good football player. Yeah. yeah and then just the, yeah. the back injury, the shoulder, the knee, just all right. kind of. Because he had a chance to be a swing player, right? I can play tackle, but, you know, I'm better inside type of talent and then the injuries pretty much took tackle away and he became a strictly inside guy but yeah i look ashton craig is i (laughs) once again i'd rather have good young than okay experience you know ashton craig is a good young player yeah now we'll see how his career plays out yep well, hey, guys, we're going to end with that. There's a countdown now coming up for the show for Ethan Long. We're going to go live at 6 o'clock. It's going to be Ryan Roberts and Sean Styers. are going to go live at 6. Uh, they're going to break down whatever decision that is made here by Ethan Long, and we'll have, have some content here at Irish Breakdown as well. Uh, so definitely check that out. 6 o'clock, Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Sean Styers is going to be joined by Ryan Roberts, who made it home safely eventually from Texas. Got home and uh, he'll he'll be back with me tomorrow. We'll we'll have some conversations about recruiting and some other things going on. But tonight, six o'clock, Ryan Roberts, Sean Steyer is going to break down the decision that's coming up from uh, this young man from from uh, Connecticut, who's going to decide between Notre Dame, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. So he's all the Northern powers are bound for Ethan Long. They'll break it all down at six p.m. So definitely do that before you go, folks. So hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. 
hit the notification bell, share this podcast with all your friends and family. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, and of course, make sure you sign up for the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com. We would greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, David, thank you very, very much for that. We are going to have somebody ask if we're going to be doing some things differently in 2024 to make Irish Breakdown even better. Uh, we're definitely working on it. A lot of different things we're going to start talking about doing. I'm going to try and there's a big hire I'm trying to make. I don't know if I'll be able to make it or not, but I'm going to, we're, we're going to give it a shot. Swing and then there's going to be some contact, uh, some content changes that we're going to make as well. Uh, and we'll get to that as well. So anyway, everyone have a phenomenal rest of your night. We'll talk to you guys again here very soon. Six o'clock, Sean and Ryan, be ready for that. IB Nation Sports Talk. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for joining us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.